Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Today's episode, we're talking about anime movies that are coming to theaters or have been in theaters or theatrical releases of anime movies. I'll come up with a a better uh, name for this later. Uh, <laughs> as you can tell, I am the noob in this episode. So take it away, Caleb and David. <laughs> well, like what we were wanting to talk about was some of the popular movies that have or anime movies that have been in theaters and part of why they were so popular as well as movies that are coming to theaters that we're looking forward to and maybe even some anime movies that we would like to see get a chance in theaters even if it was just for like a weekend or something so that was that's the main focus with this one um i guess we can start with some of the ones that have already come out uh and just kind of go over those and really like the big ones i think that in a way got this started on the trajectory that it's on now would really be the most recent dragon ball movies that we've seen like there's been plenty of other anime movies that have been in theaters like sword art and all of the studio ghibli movies and so on uh that have done well but they were still pretty sporadic and the dragon ball movies kind of put all anime movies on this trajectory where they're doing so much better in theaters than we had seen before that yeah yeah i was gonna say the uh the one movie i have seen in theaters of anime uh is the dragon ball super uh broly um, but oh, so I, good. yeah, I ended up seeing that with you guys uh, a couple years. Was a couple years ago, right? Yeah, that one. I don't remember when that one came out, but it's been a while for that one. Yeah, uh, I think wrong group of friends there, but well, was, uh, back in I, 2018, I, I think that I don't think David was there for it. I think that was um, yeah, that was our me, friends, me and the Geomet clan. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I was being general when I said you guys. Oh, I meant I meant. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. No, it was Caleb and and our friends uh, uh, that like anime. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that, and that was the a, ones that made you sit down and watch anime. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you guys had me watch Dragon Ball Z, uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in, I was enjoying it. It was one of those ones where it was a little bit more on the uh, the um, uh, social watcher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where I'd watch it with you guys. But that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. <clears throat> like those those there was three total Dragon Ball movies that were in theaters, and all three of them did really well in theaters, and definitely have play a big role in why anime movies have been so popular. It was like the first one was Dragon Ball Resurrection F. And that one had a very limited release window. It was only in theaters for like a weekend for a handful of showings in like the middle of the afternoon. Uh, So it was really limited, really few, and not even a lot of theaters had it. I think there was only like four or five theaters that actually had it available. Um, And kind of like looking at that, then turning to what we have now where like Demon Slayer was breaking records and was in basically every theater 
it could be in. It's just crazy to see how much that's changed. And again, that definitely contribute the Dragon Ball movie's success to why uh, we're seeing a big uptick in theaters right now. Yep. <clears throat> and I think Demon Slayer doing as well as it did in the year late 2020, early 21, when theaters were still nowhere near as populated as they are now or before, made a, a big a, did a big push for it as well, I think. Yeah, because they were really trying to get <laughs> as much movies in the theaters as possible. And uh, I think anime kind of took in that or kind of filled in that space where a lot of other ones weren't able to so it's kind of like okay now we're getting all the nerds to come to the movies <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much it worked didn't it it, it did that's what i'm saying well. <laughs> yeah get out of your mom's basement and uh, go watch an anime movie. <laughs> scary are the days that the nerds are the ones going out in public <laughs> right <laughs> maybe it is the end times <laughs> I, I just feel it's all too appropriate right now, though. Oh, oh God. Natural light. <laughs> no. Could you, could you imagine if they released and even a few episodes of Abridged in theaters for people to go watch? <laughs> oh, God. They would make so much money. <laughs> I don't know. I think they might actually get canceled at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Who hey. knows? Yeah. All the super fans and, and stuff would go, but <laughs> yeah. I think they would make enough money that they wouldn't care about other people's complaints on that one. There'd be so, there's a large enough viewing audience for that one that they could easily make their money in that one. Yeah. True. I think uh, what's really benefited is the fact that a lot of the movies that are coming out uh, are their existing series or series with a very dedicated fan base. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's true. And like with the Dragon Ball ones, like they were already getting a lot of hype and popularity. And the first one, it was just like, okay, this is like the start of Dragon Ball coming back into mainstream, something we haven't seen in a really long time at that point. And it was like, okay, there's, they've already confirmed that there's a whole new series of this coming up after this movie. And then with Resurrection F, they brought in, brought Frieza back, which is a fan favorite villain. Overrated in my opinion, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and then they went from that to Broly, who is one of the most popular Dragon Ball characters of all time. And it was just, it, they were making a lot of the right decisions at the times that they needed to make it. And here we are. We've got some really awesome things with it now. Yeah. But even looking at uh, looking at the industry as a whole, it is very much a fan-driven industry. Mm-hmm. So it makes nothing but sense for them to do that. Yeah. I mean, even if they just look at like the graphic novel sales for each quarter or each month, we're seeing manga topping the charts and like holding all of the top 10 slots with the exception of that one Batman issue that came out that had a Fortnite code in it. <laughs> and that one, <laughs> that one topped the charts pretty quick, but it also immediately dropped once the Fortnite code was gone. So, yeah. <laughs> so there, there's what? definitely Gregory? a much bigger following. Really? <laughs> <laughs> there's a big following for anime and it's becoming more and more. So like even people that I knew that never watched anime took time at some point during 2020 to sit down and watch some, they're like, well, I have nothing else to do. So may as well 
give anime a try. And while they may not be quite as uh, active a, fo- a follower of anime as David and I, but they are a lot more avid on it than they used to be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I swear I'm going to get there. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> especially like ones like my hero academia, like those ones are ones I really want to get into because it, it, it covers a, one of my favorite genres is, is superheroes. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it sounds like it's such a good one to do. So, yeah, that one definitely would be one that you would get into, especially with your love of superheroes and like the fact that the creator, took inspiration from Spider-Man and a few other modern superhero or comic book superheroes as yeah. uh, kind of the base for his characters. And my hero is one of the ones that has done really well. I will say their third movie did very well in theaters, not as good a movie as the other two, but it's still one that did very well. And to David's earlier point, it's one that has okay. a very strong following. Yeah. seems as though. Yeah. One that I was really excited for that I didn't even know they were going to do a movie on was Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. And that was Ooh, I forgot about was that one coming so up. good. And it was basically the prologue of the anime because the anime started with the official quote unquote chapter one. And so like it, the movie went over the prologue, which it was a smart way to do it because it brought in these characters that allowed them to release it in a different avenue and get make their money off of it in the theaters while not having to create a partial season. Cause that, I mean, it, they covered the entire story in the course of the, like less than two hours for the movie. So it makes sense to go the movie route and they're not going to like rehash it in the seasons like Dragon Ball did with the first two movies, which as much as I enjoyed those movies, I didn't need them again in seasons, <laughs> especially for someone collecting the Blu-ray of the show. Thanks for the money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Even on that note, um, look at how stuff like uh, you brought it up earlier, uh, uh, Demon Slayer, uh, Slayer has worked the movies in. It's the same method. Mm-hmm. It's that idea of, hey, we're going to tell this pocket story that fans have wanted to know more about, but we don't want to dedicate the rest of our uh, the rest of a season to it. Or even sometimes a uh, don't even want to dedicate a, uh, a handful of filler episodes to. Mm-hmm. That was what Demon Slayer did. They had a handful of episodes at the start of season two that was recapping the movie. And it was only like four or five episodes. Um, But they recapped the movie and then dove into the main meat of season two. And while I appreciated it to an extent that because we got to see a little bit more screen time of one of the characters introduced in the movie, it was still kind of that mindset of I've already seen this. I bought the whole movie. I can just watch the couple hours of movie and not watch the five episodes of the show. I'd rather just get into this next arc, which I was had already read and was looking forward to. So I was like, just don't make me wait. Go. I'm impatient. <laughs> I feel like they yeah. could have done, or they could do something where like, if they were going to do something like that, it's more about, it would be more about the background stuff or another side story that's happening at the same time as yeah. that, instead of just rehashing it. Well, like, so up till now, the movies have rarely been canon, and if they were canon, they weren't referenced at any point in the show. Like the Sword Art Online movie, for example, really good, and a really good twist on the Sword Art Online universe. And it is technically canon. However, 
they never reference that movie in the show. Yep. It's just kind of its own side story, like you were saying, and it's it's there, it's relevant, but it's its own separate thing. And up to this point, the movies had always been similar to that, but they weren't canon. Like there's half a dozen Dragon Ball movies that happened before uh, the Dragon Ball series ended, and none of those are canon. They're just kind of there, their own thing. They're entertaining. They introduce cool characters like Broly. That's where he got his introduction. But they're not referenced. None of those characters, like none of the new characters they introduce, are part of the universe. They're just there. It was really Dragon Ball Super with their last three movies that they flipped that dynamic. And they made it to where it's like, no, we're not going to do non-canon things that aren't relevant. We can make it canon. We can make these characters part of the actual universe. We can make this part of the mainline story, and we can still make the money off of it from that. And so that was that's very much a new norm. That was not something that's been around for an extended period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the fact that they do that because it, it makes it a whole universe rather than, you know, yeah. just taking something that everybody loves and making it something completely different out of it, you know? Yeah, because yeah. like the older Dragon Ball movies, as fun as they were, they made no sense in the timeline. Like the first Broly movie was supposed to take place during the cell saga, but like it starts with this random scene of them just sitting in a field at a picnic. And then they go off to another planet to fight Broly. It's like, wait, they had zero time in the cell saga to do this. When would this have happened? That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it kind of goes beyond that as well. Cause I mean, it is more about world building. It's not just about, um, characters you're fleshing out these uh, these worlds so you have a better understanding of how different characters interact why different characters are the way they are and in some ways it also kind of keys up for um uh, for what could be happening next in a later season so it's giving you the prologue for something that's not happening yet so in a sense it's kind of a an hour and a half two hours of nothing but awesome spoilers hmm And then they have the change with like the different take on it with Jujutsu Kaisen, where it was the uh, the prequel to the show, and then the mm-hmm. Demon Slayer. It was another arc in the manga and full on canon, but it was just not quite long enough for the full show. And it's like it, it's a fun take and a fun way to do it. And especially like the movies are going to have a bigger budget anyway, so you get to see something a little bit different in the theaters. Like the animation that they had for the movie may not have gotten the show trending on Twitter like the seasons did, but it was every bit as good, if not better than what the seasons were because they had that higher budget and they were able to work with it and make it for the big screen, as opposed to just having to like make it fit in the smaller screen while still having the, the visuals that they were going for. Yeah. It was just like, if you look at like the visuals for the Broly movie that you pointed out, Dan, like you don't see that in normal Dragon Ball TV seasons. Yeah. Like that is some like top tier animation and, and, choreography that they're using there and yeah. it's also fun just to hear the interaction with the fans too like in dragon ball broly when broly goes after Whis and he's like all snarky like oh that's a close one just hearing everyone laughing like no it wasn't shut up Whis. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i gotta love the 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 fans and in, in the theaters <laughs> i remember when the um i think it was Oh, it may have been Sword Art Online. Uh, and one of the fight scenes, just something really big happens, and that theater popped 
off <laughs> when that happened. Like it was so much fun to just listen to them like going nuts and getting all excited. Like that was just and that made it fun. Like it reminded me of when I went and saw Attack of the Clones in theaters and Yoda walked into the room just hearing the theater just go nuts, like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, nice. the Cuisinart scene. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to have to confess, I've actually never seen one of the uh, one of these in theater. I've always seen them outside of theaters uh, with one exception. And that's um, Ghost in the Shell 2, Innocence. Mm, I forgot that one was in theaters. Yeah. No. Yeah, uh, I think it was a re-release, actually. Yeah, we've been seeing a little bit of that with a few movies. Like Studio Ghibli re- uh, regularly cycles in and out of theaters during some of the slower periods, which I am all for. Keep bringing them to theaters. <laughs> keep supporting it. Keep making money so we get more anime in theaters. Absolutely. Uh, that's really the whole. That's part of the focus of this discussion. Is just. We want more of these in theaters. We will give you our money. Just bring them to theaters. <laughs> <laughs> it prints yen. Um. <laughs> yeah. Wrong time for me to take a drink. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so, okay. So I have to say, so I'm looking at kind of the list that you, that you've given us here with, the movies that have come out and stuff. So, um, and I have to say that I know pretty much the, the overarching storyline of Dragon Ball, Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia, and maybe even a little bit Sword Art Online, but I don't think I've heard much about Jujutsu Kaisen. So can you kind of clue me in a little bit on, on what that was about? Buckle up, friend. You open the nerd gates here. All right, let's do this. So it's your typical shonen with like the good guys, bad guys. But this one is uh, jujutsu sorcerers fighting curse enemies. And so it could either be like a something that became a curse because it had like some sort of cursed item attached to it. Or it could be a person that turned into a curse because of something like, for example, uh, one of the main characters, his ex-girlfriend died and they had this really strong attachment to each other. And inadvertently when she died became a curse because of their attachment to each other. And so she was like this curse that was following him around and trying to protect him, but kind of somewhat, uh, haunting him and making things yep. worse for him without realizing that's what she was doing. Uh, and so it's like these sorcerers fighting against cursed spirits and other either other people that have like sorcerer abilities but are like fighting with curses or like trying to wipe out other sorcerers or whatnot. So it's it's kind of similar to the demon slayer with the like the demon hunters versus demons dynamic. Uh right. but it's a little bit different. It's a lot more of like hands-on there was um one episode in particular that i really enjoyed just because the choreography of the fight scene was just so well done and so beautiful it's like i'll have to force you guys to sit down and watch that one with me at some point (laughs) but but just the choreography and the animation style like i don't think it gets the attention and praise it deserves partly because when that show was coming out there was they were in the middle of season five of my hero they were getting ready to start season two of demon slayer 
Um, and there were some other things that were going on that was kind of like uh, controlling the hype of the anime world. And so it wasn't getting the attention that it deserved. But I, I definitely recommend it for anyone that's into anime, for sure. And the movie was fantastic. Very good. Nice. Where can you see it now? The movie is not out yet. It comes out next month, actually. Um, oh, okay, cool. But the show is on HBO Max, and I think they just put it on Crunchyroll as well. I believe okay, so on cool. Crunchyroll, yeah. All right. Because it sounds interesting. It definitely sounds like something. It, it, it almost reminds me of, like, Doctor Strange or something. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Just with a little bit more flair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. that. That anime twist on the Doctor Strange type storytelling. Yeah. It's definitely more action packed than Doctor Strange. Um, just because it's like the whole point of it is fighting, not trying to just like protect the world from afar and not getting mixed in like Doctor Strange typically would do. But yeah. Right. Oh, another one that didn't really get quite the same level of attention but was ended up doing pretty well in theaters was bell. And that is kind of a beauty and the beast meets sword art online type story. Um, It's a little bit of a different, it's like beauty and the beast going into a virtual reality world and this universe where it's like, they do a lot of the virtual reality stuff and kind of interacting with each other and having that beauty and the beast story within the virtual reality. And so it's kind of like that balancing of like real world and then what's actually happening in the virtual world and whatnot. Um, and it did pretty well in theaters and it's, I've heard a lot of really good things about it. I haven't unfortunately been able to watch it as of yet. Um, but I've heard nothing but good things from people. And some of the people that have said positive things about it are far more pessimistic than I am, if you can believe that. So (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is I'd probably absolutely love it. Pretty, pretty good chance. Pretty good chance. <laughs> Just saying. But anyway. <laughs> Sounds interesting. I'm looking at some of the, the artwork, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it's it's got really good animation. It did pretty well in theaters from what I understand. It's just the timing. I just never got the opportunity to go watch it, unfortunately. Yeah. I think it's on <laughs> HBO Max now, though, as well. So I may, I'm probably going to have to sit down and watch that at some point. Ooh, gonna have to check that out now. (laughs) I try to go to and watch any and all movies that are in theaters when I can, just because I want to like support the anime movies that are there. But yeah, that one just unfortunately uh, passed me by. Nice. So, uh, are there any uh, upcoming movies that you guys are excited about? There's two that are have already been confirmed that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, one of them, surprise, surprise, Dragon Ball. Uh, but this <laughs> one is Dragon Ball Superheroes. And this one is going kind of back to the old school style that it's not canon. It's actually very clearly an alternate world because it's based off of the Dragon Ball Superhero storyline, which that was actually a mini series that they did on YouTube. And it was not released on TV or anything like that. Oh, but wow. that was basically mm. the Dragon Ball multiverse story. Interesting. Um, so they like in the superhero miniseries on YouTube, like you had Goku Super Saiyan Blue fighting alongside Goku Super Saiyan 4 and then random Broly Super Saiyan 4 shows up and then uh, Jiren shows up. And it's like it's this weird mix match of all of these versions of these characters from different timelines and whatnot coming together. And it was really cool. It was really different. Uh, there wasn't really a big overarching story. Uh, there was a story, but it wasn't like 
to the same caliber as the main series, obviously, but it was just a fun, like what if type thing is just like, okay, let your imagination run. Did you want to see super Saiyan blue Goku fight super Saiyan four? Cause you're going to get it kind of thing. <laughs> and that's what this is going to be on. And so it's not Canon. It's very different versions of the characters, but it just looks like a good time. Um, nice. The other one is black Clover. And I am very excited for this one. I don't, this is a very popular show, but it it doesn't get as much attention because it is a little bit harder to get into because of how long the show is. There's already like 300 something chapters in the manga, so it's like it's it's a beefy boy. Um, but it's a fun show. It's kind of like so the, it's these magic knights that are fighting against other magic knights from other kingdoms, and it's like they have these grimoires, and as they're growing and becoming stronger, their grimoire will open and add a new spell for them. It's, it's basically a new skill has been unlocked. Uh, but it, it's the revolves around this character that does not have any magical ability at all. He was, he's the only person in the world that's born without magic of powers, but he gets a grimoire where he can wield an anti-magic sword. And that allows him, and he's the only person that can wield it because he doesn't have magic energy. So he doesn't have his strength drained when wielding it. Oh, and wow. so he can like just cut through and negate other magic attacks. And so it's like he's basically just relying on pure brute strength and whatever sword skills he's picked up over time. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Again, I'm looking at some of the artwork and, and going, oh, yeah, that, that looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Now, are there any any potential re-releases coming out? None that I'm aware of. Um, I would love to see some more coming this year but all that i see uh, let me look through this wikipedia list to see if there's anything coming up the usual rotation of the um ghibli movies but that's the only thing i'm seeing at the moment uh there's only so we had bell that was out in january um there's another anime movie called sing a bit of harmony i don't even remember hearing about that one at all same. It was in January. There's Jujutsu Kaisen in March. Uh, Pompo is a, another anime that Pompo, I haven't I've heard of. I, don't, I think I've heard of that one. I can't remember the premise, though. That one was out in April. And then we've got, oh, shoot, Dragon Ball Super Heroes next week. Neat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah, it's next week. I had... I, completely miss that well i know what i'm doing next week right, cool. <laughs> uh, they're looking at bringing in black clover this year but it may not be released until next year they, they haven't even put a date on it just we hope to aim for this period but time will tell <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i was trying to look it up and it wasn't even showing that it was coming up so <laughs> yeah but yeah we'll see see where that goes um uh, could be because I spelled it upcoming anime movies instead of <laughs> upcoming. <laughs> and there's apparently going to be a Bleach movie coming into theaters here in a few weeks as well. I don't, I haven't seen much of that one, so I'm not familiar with what's going on. I have to do a little bit more research on that one. Uh, but it's preparing for the new Bleach arc that's getting ready to start. They had taken a very, very, very long, very long hiatus, and they. <laughs> Originally, I don't think they were planning on releasing 
this final arc and then just decided, you know what, let's do it. <laughs> it's for the fans. Yeah. But we do have a few Ghibli movies coming to theaters. We've got Howl's Moving Castle, Only Yesterday, and Spirited Away that are supposed to be in theaters at some point this year. Which, uh, the first and the last of those, well, the first mainly, is a phenomenal story. Highly recommend to anybody. The, uh, the latter, it's definitely... It definitely falls in with a bunch of anime tropes. So if you're not familiar with anime as as a uh, not as a genre, but just as a uh, some of the ideas that drive a lot of the storylines, that one's going to throw you off. Mm. Uh, but as far as artwork goes, oh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing you definitely need to be prepared for, especially if you're new to anime. Like, there's going to be some wacky things. <laughs> <laughs> I love anime. I will always love anime. I have multiple anime tattoos and fully intend to get more. <laughs> but I also know it's not for everyone, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Again, it's one of those things where certain certain types of it I'll I'll try to watch, and then others I'd totally watch with other people. Yeah. And then others I'm like, yeah, nope, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can take our suggestions because we know you well and we know what you would enjoy. (laughs) If someone else gives you a suggestion, if it's like Blake or Matt or one of them, it's probably safe. Mm. But outside of like that handful of people, maybe talk to us first. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Though I will say that there is... There's something to be said for watching anime specifically for the group you're watching it with. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. There, there's a bit of a mystique to that. Um, and as potentially nerdy or lame as this is, depending on your perspective, um, anime club in college was awesome, specifically because most of these people, that's all you had in common was mm. I like the art. I like the concept of quick release on uh, quick release on episodes and paying attention to what is it the fans are asking for. Yeah. Yeah, again, it, it's one of those things where I really enjoyed watching Dragon Ball with other people because it was like they knew the story, but they were able to like kind of guide me through it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. With not only say, with the regular, but with the uh, the the abridged as well. Uh, yeah, we definitely didn't do you any favors by quoting abridged basically <laughs> nonstop the entire time we were watching it. Uh, it was which still is fun. It may be good for the three of us to sit down and watch My Hero sometime because mm. that one we can sit down and watch. And to my knowledge, there isn't an abridged of it. There if is. there is, I haven't seen it. There um, is. That's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> that one might be one that the three of us will have to sit down and watch together. It gives us an excuse to hang out. And it's like David said, that social aspect of a story that I know that you will appreciate. And I think you would get into and Ariel will tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she won't even, she won't even tolerate it. <laughs> she does not like anime whatsoever. <laughs> she thinks cartoons needs to be really cute and yeah, maybe not for her. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The cute and cuddly animes. 
Not that Penny kind. We don't talk about those. <laughs> what, Penny and Stocking? <laughs> <laughs> Though she might actually enjoy Spy Family, but... Mm. Yes, absolutely, yes. Definitely worth a shot. To all of our listeners, if you like anime and you have not seen Spy Family, stop what you're doing and watch it. Yes, I don't care if do you have kids, just do it. <laughs> uh, so, David, kind of put you on the spot here and say if you could pick a handful of anime movies to get a re release in theaters, what are some that you would like to see in, on the big screen? So I'm going to buck the trend a little bit because the anime movies that I have enjoyed have been either one-off releases or their own storyline. So maybe in a universe uh, of an established canon, but not at all tied to a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the first one would have to be the first one. Uh, so Akira, or Akira, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, absolutely would be on that list. Um, it's, it is one of the most iconic, um, it, it, even a lot of Western animations, you'll see kind of a hats off to, uh, to one particular scene where the main character is, he's sliding on his bike away from the camera. Um, but, uh, I, I would love to see that one get, yeah, get a wider release and to a new audience. Um, if nothing else, just for the historical value of what it is and what it did, it kind of bridged the gap for and really helped bring uh, bring anime into the forefront the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would also argue... Um, hmm, what was the other one? I had it in mind. <laughs> yeah, got me. <laughs> <laughs> there are multiple My Hero movies, so those are something I've that seen watch. <laughs> well, I was talking to Dan on that one. Oh, like, yeah. This is for you. You can watch this. I knew you yeah. would watch them because I, I want to say I may have lent one of them to you at one point. Uh, no, just seasons. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Which, again, thank you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have to say Akira, and then, um, but just to show the depth of, of anime and the different types of storyline it can tell, and there are going to be many people who are probably going to be booing at their speakers right now, um, but uh, Grave of Fireflies. Grave of Fireflies, I'm not familiar it with It is that. a, it is the definitive melancholy movie. Um, it is, it's one where it is telling a very dark storyline of, uh, two kids who are orphaned by war and are surviving. That is the entire concept of the film. And it is, it is an absolute tearjerker. It is not a, haha, look, fun kid anime. No, no, leave the kids at home. <laughs> this is not a story for for the kids. This is a story for, for people, uh, for adults. For are you advertising <laughs> anime or the first Deadpool movie as Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but it, it is an absolute tearjerker, but at the same time, it shows just how much uh, can be told through the medium. Mm. Hmm. I haven't seen that one. I'll have to try and check it out at some point. 
I do believe it is on HBO Max. Let me double check. I think all of the Ghibli movies are on there at one point. I'll have to... Mm, I know they've got their own dedicated bar there. I don't think all of them are in it. Mm, okay. So let's see. Awkward pauses are awkward. You know, awkward isn't awkward. Well said. (laughs) Very nice. I think uh, for me, I want to see a theatrical release of a classic, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. I would love to watch that. On the big screen. I know the animation is very old school. It doesn't hold up very well over time, but it's still such a good, fun anime movie. I would love to see that on the big screen. Again, I know it's not going to be like to the caliber of Demon Slayer, but what is? Um, (laughs) But yeah, absolutely one I would love to see in theaters. And another one I would like to see is going to be a bit of a twist. I would like to see, you know how they, at the Draft House theaters, they do those like, big events where you can like go and see like a certain series of movies or something like that. And like do the sing-alongs and stuff like that. I want to see something like that at the draft house with some of the older dragon ball movies where you just go in there and like make fun of the goofy parts, have fun with the fights and just hang out and have a good time with the crowd. Like that would be just so much fun. Just go in and watch like three or four of those older dragon ball movies and just have a hoot with everyone else there. Like just like an anime watch party kind of thing where it's just like, <laughs> kind of, yeah, have some food, have some friends, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that would be a really fun twist on that. Like that, that would just be a good time just to get together and goof around with other nerds and have a good time. <laughs> I would like to see Jujutsu Kaisen go back to theaters, even if only for a short time, just because I want to take as many people as I can to see it. Cause since it's the, prologue of the story you can watch it without having seen any of the season and know what's happening so it's actually a good one to jump in on and it was just really good so i want more people to watch it (laughs) how do you really feel (laughs) i feel like i've expressed it fairly well (laughs) (laughs) yeah could be interesting to see huh just did some searching. Um, Grave of Fireflies is not streaming anywhere but Voodoo. Oh, Voodoo, wow. okay. I actually have a Voodoo account, so I may have to check that out. Voodoo? Voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have created a, um, a list specifically for the anime movies on my Voodoo account. And just there's times I'll just go in there and just start watching through the list just to entertain myself. And it's just a good time because <laughs> I want, like, again, I always want to try and support the anime movies. I've got 14 on the list so far and I've got Demon Slayer, the three Dragon Ball movies, the three, my hero movies, Sword Art, One Piece, Fairy Tale, Psycho Pass, and the Final Fantasy movies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Psychopaths, Mob Psycho, both of those were interesting. Actually, Mob Psycho didn't get a movie, did it? Uh, I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah, but the Psychopaths movie was awesome. 
right. Well, I think that will wrap us up for this conversation. We appreciate everyone that took time to listen to it. And we would uh, appreciate it if you would share this with your friends and family if you did enjoy it. Uh, any support is very much appreciated. But for now, thanks for listening. I don't get for everyone.